This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Corva Coleman. President Biden's son, Hunter, is expected on Capitol Hill today for a closed-door deposition with House lawmakers. NPR's Ryan Lucas reports his appearance is part of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry into his father. Hunter Biden and his business dealings have been a key focus for House Republicans in their impeachment probe against the president. GOP lawmakers have raised questions about some of Hunter's work abroad, including for a Ukrainian energy company. Now they finally get to ask him for answers. Hunter Biden is expected to tell lawmakers that his father was not involved in his business affairs. He's also expected to push back against the whole impeachment effort and say that it's based on falsehoods. His deposition comes two weeks after a former FBI informant was arrested for allegedly fabricating a bribery claim against the Bidens, a claim that has been central to the GOP impeachment probe. In their months-long inquiry, Republicans have yet to produce direct evidence of wrongdoing by the president. Ryan Lucas, NPR News, Washington. Lawmakers in more than a dozen states are considering fetal personhood bills. NPR's Ryland Barton reports advocates say the measures are part of a plan to limit access to reproductive health care. There's renewed attention to these proposals after the Alabama Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are considered children under state law. The first-of-its-kind decision prompted three fertility providers in Alabama to pause IVF treatment, saying it puts their employees at legal risk. Meanwhile, 14 states are considering bills that would provide legal rights to fetuses and embryos, including an Iowa measure that would define personhood at fertilization when it comes to homicide and wrongful death laws. Advocates say that even granting limited protections to embryos and fetuses could lead to broader implications for reproductive rights. Ryland Barton, NPR News. At the White House yesterday, Vice President Harris met with civil rights advocates to discuss what the administration can do to better protect people's voting rights. As NPR's Hansi Lo Wong reports, Harris is announcing three national days of action to promote access to the ballot. Vice President Harris called for voting rights groups to help promote ballot access this Juneteenth on the August anniversary of the 1965 signing of the Voting Rights Act and on September's National Voter Registration Day. Harris also acknowledged a rise in threats against poll workers. We have seen those who would loudly attempt to interfere in the Uh, lawful votes of the American people and um, attempt to question the integrity of a fair and free election system. The Biden administration has set up the Election Threats Task Force at the Justice Department, but some election watchers say the department has been moving too slowly to prosecute threats made against election officials. Hansi Luang, NPR News, Washington. President Biden and former President Donald Trump have won their respective primary elections in Michigan. There will be major contests next week on Super Tuesday. You're listening to NPR News from Washington. Wildfires continue to grow in the Texas panhandle. The Smokehouse Creek fire burning outside of Amarillo is increasing. Federal officials say it's now burned more than 780 square miles. Very little is contained. Several Texas towns have either been evacuated or members have been asked to shelter in place. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen says she is urging Israel to allow workers from the West Bank to return to their jobs in Israel. She says it will help reduce the economic pain the war is causing in that Palestinian territory. NPR's Frank Langford has more. 
Yellen says she wrote Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, urging him to reinstate work permits and reduce barriers to commerce with the West Bank. Over the weekend, before a gathering of G20 finance ministers in Brazil, Yellen said these actions are, quote, vital for the economic well-being of Palestinians and Israelis alike. Israel blocked West Bank laborers from entering after Hamas attacked on October 7th, killing some 1,200 people. Israel cited security concerns for the move, which has been a big economic blow to the West Bank. The World Bank says cross-border wages account for about one-third of the combined economy of the West Bank and Gaza. Frank Langfitt. NPR News. The U.S. Treasury Secretary is also urging other countries to unlock frozen Russian assets. Yellen wants to put the funding toward war reconstruction efforts in Ukraine. The frozen money is worth nearly $300 billion. The U.S. and its allies froze billions in Russian assets after it invaded Ukraine. This is NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor HubSpot. Imagine growing a business with high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.